okay so yeah uh one of you know uh again thank god you know for giving us this opportunity to come back together uh all of us you know who are gathered here today it's it's an amazing um time you know that we could have even today during worship and um, you know i'm really looking forward you know to uh, seeing what god can really speak to us you know even from today's word um you know we started this series last week um thanks to pastor matthew who came in who shared with us you know the first part of the series it's called the father's love and um honestly you know i'm like i said last week i'm hoping and i'm praying that you know all of you are really excited about the series as we go in you know this is week 2 we are we are in the second part of this series so again uh, what i want to encourage all of you at the beginning of this series you know um like i said last week i believe you know at the core of this whole series i believe it's a very very foundational series especially you know if you are a follower of jesus christ if you've been walking with christ you know for a certain period of time or even for a long period of time i believe you know this whole series serves as a foundation and why i say it serves as a foundation like i said you know for me it transformed my life it made me a better person it made me a better friend you know to the friends that i had it um, strengthened or it made my relationship with my wife better it made me a better parent you know to my uh, children that is there and i believe in overall you know when you understand i mean you know god brings a revelation of the truth of this entire series our lives will be changed as we know it okay and uh, last week we saw the scripture uh the theme verse for this entire series is uh a, is a statement that paul makes you know to the roman church uh it's in the book of romans chapter 5 verse 5 i think the the verse is up on your screens there right um romans 5 5 this is what paul says i've taken it from the passion translation because i felt it really expresses you know the entire um scripture by itself and um, i mean it's it's very very explained quite well in this verse is what it says and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of god cascading into our hearts through the holy spirit who lives inside of us now um i want you to look at that word it says you know this hope is not a disappointing fantasy okay which means you know this hope gives us encouragement it gives us hope it's not disappointing why because if you are a follower of jesus christ which means that the holy spirit has made your heart his home what's that holy spirit what's he going to do he's going to allow us to experience notice it says the endless love of god cascading into our hearts now what does it mean by that okay i want you to look at the word endless there endless means it's not going to end it's not going to stop which means what god is going to continually love us no matter what we have done no matter what we're going to do where we have been you know his love for us is never ever going to end okay and that's that's something that you know i want us to always remember and i'll unpack that you know as we go through the entire series over the next couple of weeks okay but Today you know here's what I want us to grasp you know the entire message is about this one particular thing that I want us to understand very very deeply all right um people uh, let me explain this you know when you look around at the people all over the world in fact i would say you don't have to go further than manipal most of you are from manipal you know this to be true okay people all over are looking for one thing and that one thing is called love okay 
um, in all of my experience, you know, in uh, counseling and uh, meeting a lot of people, okay, this is something that constantly that is a thriving thing. You know, people are always looking for, like I said, you don't have to go further from Manipal. You go into Manipal, you will find, you know, in the pubs and in the bars, what do you find? You find a lot of young people, young boys, young girls, they're gathered there, all right, and what are they looking for? They're looking if they can connect with somebody. So ultimately, you know, that if there is a love relationship that works out. I also heard something that's really popular that's going on in Manipal, not around the world. I mean, it happens all over the world. But in Manipal, we're very specific. Dating apps. All right. I, if you're familiar with that, okay, what's a dating app? It's an app that enables you to connect, meet new people and date with them. And if possible, you know, build a relationship with them. What are people looking for? Why are they going through all of these things? Because they're looking for one thing and that word is called love. And I believe, you know, that God, when he created us, he's created in our hearts a space. All right. This is a truth that I want us to catch today. All right. He's created us in our hearts a space that's meant to receive love and to express love. All right. I'll, 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 I'll say this again. All right. We were all created by God to receive and to express love. Okay. That's why I call today's message as the love gap because, you know, many of us, you know, we, we, one, maybe we're not aware of this gap that exists in our heart and maybe we are aware, but we've been trying to fill this gap or this void or this space, you know, that's there inside of our hearts with a lot of other things that's there all around. Now, um, I want to, I want to tell you a lot. I want to tell you a short story. All right. Um, the story again, um, let me pronounce, I hope I get this pronunciation and I actually googled it to find out the right pronunciation for this name, okay? The name is Nicole Sisesco. Alright, I don't have it up on your screen, so you don't have to worry about the spelling of this name. Let me say it again, Nicole Sisesco, alright? Uh, if you google his name, you would find his name on Google as a Roman dictator, Romania. He was from Romania, he was basically a communist, but he was also a dictator. And um, his dictatorship basically ended in the year 1989, alright? And it was only after he, uh, he went off, okay, or his, after his dictatorship ended, that the world around began to realize you know, the cruelty or the extent of, you know, what he had done to that country of Romania. All right. He had brought about a lot of these uh, laws, especially in regard to, you know, the birth control and a lot of these laws where, you know, the children and because of the way he conducted himself and the government, okay, the whole country ran into poverty. There was a deep decline in the economy. People did not have money. So even the children, you know, that were born, many parents were forced to send their children, their infants, their toddlers, okay, into orphanages because they just simply couldn't afford to keep them running and you know nobody knew what was happening in many of these orphanages but once his dictatorship ended the truth began to come out all right and what the truth that came out that was recorded was you know the babies they were literally locked into their cribs okay they were locked into their cribs the workers in the orphanages did not bother to you know to look after the babies properly they were left crying you know for hours together a lot of neglect the toddlers, I'm talking about maybe two to maybe five-year-old, you know, toddlers, they were left locked onto their chairs for hours together. There was no one to look after their needs. There were no one, you know, very, very minimal care that was happening in the orphanages. And, you know, the, the whole thing, 1989, this whole thing went on TV. That was the only form of social media back then. It went out on TV. And many of the Westerners, when they saw this news of these love-starved children, they came running in 
and they began to adopt many of these children the babies they adopted the toddlers they adopted and they took them you know into their homes and it was what what was recorded was you know maybe in the middle of the 90s remember this was maybe 1989 1990 this happened and maybe around 95 in the middle of the 90s was when the parents who adopted these children began to realize what that these children just could not go forward in terms of their love why because you know many of the things that the psychologists had predicted it began to come to pass okay these children who had never received love in their homes i mean they were never loved for they never received any affection they never received any love you know growing up and all, all of their things had been neglected they you know were emotionally and mentally crippled beyond repair okay the psychologist uh, the professional counselors they called it they termed it as reactive attachment disorder all right they just couldn't connect or attach to any of their parents the parents who had adopted them they just couldn't connect with them because because they had been neglected when they were growing up because you know all of the proper care that was supposed to be given to them was never they never received it they did not trust any of the adults that came in they began to think you know that none of the adults have the ability to express love none of the adults can be trusted because you know they are all doing their own thing so the mentality or the mindset of many of the children was i need to fight to survive for myself i need to do things on my own so you know as these children were growing up because of the neglect you know what happened in the childhood days they could never really build trust with any of the adults they couldn't trust anybody that was there around them you know they they always felt you know like um, there's nobody out there for us you know nobody loves us nobody cares for us many of these children had never even been given a proper hug you know as a sign of an affection as a sign of embrace nothing you know there was absolutely nothing what happened to these children you know they they the one of the, some of the things that you know they they saw in their lives was they had uncontrollable anger okay they had learning disorders they had you know tendencies to lie they lied a lot they stole a lot you know they used to keep food for themselves because they thought that you know we would not get food if what we're getting right now you know they went through all of these things and a lot of this you know the term that they used literally used is psychological trauma because they went through a lot of this trauma you know it records that many of these children when they grew up they never crossed the age of 12 they never crossed the age of 12 you know many of those them they died before the age of 12 why because they never got expressed love into their hearts now what what why did i share the story okay if you if you if you uh, i'm sure you know many of the medical fraternity would agree with me on this all right when when you know when you look at the patients they say that you know if the if the the person who is going through an environment where they are loved constantly they receive a lot of affection they receive a lot of love they go through a process where you know they fall sick very less the chances of them falling sick are very less and the opposite is also true if somebody is actually sick if they are in an environment where they are receiving a lot of love they the chances for them or the tendency for them to get healed is much faster in an environment of love again here's here's what i want us to understand we were created by god to receive and to express love why 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 did those children in romania go through that kind of trauma and why were they not able to come out of it because they never received that love like i said you know the love gap the the, the space that is there it was never filled with the love that they should have ever received 
and that is why you know church i want us to understand this evening one core truth all of us you know you can deny it you can say that no it's not true but the truth is you know all of us we have a space that god has created inside of our hearts to receive that love and to express it you know today i understand this truth but there was a time in my life you know i'd never understood this you know um i i remember you know right from childhood because i had experienced a lot of hurts you know from different people you know i always used to keep a distance from people i remember as a child you know i could sit in a room this is myself not about you i could sit in a room with my toys and i could spend hours together with myself without having the need to talk to anybody all right even when i grew up i remember i'm sure today if you were to ask you know some of my schoolmates you know used to study with me back in school they'll tell you this truth about me that danny was probably one of the most quietest boys in his class why because you know i i i had literally shut myself down because of all the hurts and everything you know i thought that man i don't need love i don't i don't need you know people around me i used to believe this so much you know that i remember even when i grew up and when i was you know in my college days and things like that i used to try to get things done by myself i was a self reliant man i could do things on my own i didn't need anybody's help because i thought that if i get close to people i would again get hurt but i remember even after i became a believer you know this this mindset this thought had not gone away from my mind i remember even when i started getting into ministry many of the things that i did in ministry were simply done so that people would look up and notice they would appreciate me they would love me they would you know i was doing a lot of things to get appreciation and get love you know over the latter part of my life till i realized that you know i need there is a vacuum there is a void there is a space inside of my heart that needs to be filled with love okay it is much later you know i make the statement okay it's there on your screen all right i understood this that love is something that we do it's not something that we do but it's who we are can i say that statement again love is something that we not something that we do but it's who we are you know i thought it was all about doing things i thought man i needed to do all of these things you know um In fact one person who's really expressed this really well is uh, the apostle John you know in his letter to the church he records this in the uh, in 1 John chapter 4 verse 16 this is what he says okay it's there on your screen i've taken it from the amplified for us to understand what's written there it says and we know okay i'm coming down to the next word and believe okay i want you to look at those two words very specifically and we know and we believe and amplify does a good job of explaining what the word no is and explaining what the word believe is what is what is he what is it expressed about no what do you mean by no and we know it means that we understand we recognize we are conscious of by observation and by experience okay we 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 recognize or we know or we understand you know what, what do we understand you see the latter part of that was the love that god cherishes for us Here's what he's here's what John is trying to express. He's saying that you know, we know and we believe the love that God has for us. What is he trying to say? He's saying that you we understand God's love for us. We recognize God's love for us. We are conscious constantly of his love for us. And here's the second part of it. He says we believe, which means what? We put faith in, we rely on. We believe that you know God loves us. And he's saying these two are you know very very critical he says these two are very very mandatory for us you know as we are walking as a child of god as we are walking as a follower of jesus christ this is very important for us to understand i need to know and i need to believe that god loves me every single time all right now 
Here's I want you to look at this latter part of that verse. What does it say? It says there, okay, that God is love, and he who dwells and continues in love dwells and continues in God, and God dwells and continues in. That's the amplified version. It's a little complicated. Okay, let me simplify that for you. The other translations describe it better. I took this to just to get the know and the believe part. Okay, literally, here's what it says: God is love. All right, and he who lives or abides in love or dwells in love continues in God. And get what what's the last part of that verse? It says God dwells and continues in him. In other words, you know, if a person who is living in love, he lives in God, and to that person, God lives in him as well. Now, notice what it does not say. All right. I hope you got that part of that scripture. Okay. If you have your translations, you can look at that. Okay. Or you can just look at this. He who dwells and continues in love dwells in God, and God dwells with him. All right. It doesn't say that God abides or lives with the person who preaches eloquently, who attends church every week, who is attending every prayer meeting that is being there, who fasts, you know, fifty days in a in a year. All right. It doesn't say that God abides, you know, with those people who are, you know, who reading the Bible every day, who's who's you know, um, who's very prayerful. He is not saying that God lives with any of those people. You know what is mentioned here? You know what John records here? He says God lives or God dwells with those people who is living in an attitude of love. What does that mean? You know, like I said earlier, you know, love is not something that we do. Love is something who we are. If God is love, and here's what I want us to catch, you know, what John is trying to explain. And like I said, you know, even if you don't fully understand this, we will, you know, unpack this, you know, in the weeks to come as well. God is not looking at what you've done. God is not looking at your achievements. God is not looking at your accomplishments. God is not saying that, man, I will dwell with those people, you know, who are constantly in my presence. No, He's saying if a person is living in love. Who's secure in God's love? Who's you know? When you look at that person's life, you know he's so secure in what in God's love. That is the person that I'm going to abide in. That is the person that I'm going to live with. Now, here's a question that church I want to I want to ask you all of you: Are you comfortable with the word love? Okay. Are you you know on a daily basis? Maybe when you wake up early in the morning. Maybe you know when you're going to sleep at night, or maybe you know right throughout in between of the day. Are you constantly thinking of how much Father God, the Heavenly Father, loves you? Have you ever thought of you know how much He loves you? You know, many times uh, we go through this process. I don't know if you have gone through it. I know I have. I remember, you know, there are times when I feel I don't know. If, have you ever felt guilty that you've not read the Bible or you've done something wrong? You know, and uh, you feel that okay, God knows that I've done something wrong, and God is going to do something about it now to me. Okay, God might punish me, you know, for the wrong things that I've done. You know what's interesting? Paul makes this. Paul makes a statement. You know, in his letter to the Corinthian church, First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse five, he says, "You know, love thinks no evil." All right, love thinks no evil. What What does he mean? It means that God has no evil thoughts about us. You know, God's not going to you know keep thinking. Ah, you know, Danny, that day he did something wrong. Okay, yeah, I, I remember that. I remember you know all those things that he had done that time. No. It says, you know, God is love. God does not going to think evil thoughts about us. God is not going to, you know, constantly keep a record of all the wrongs that we have done. He's, he's, you know, he's saying that. Listen, I love him. Period. I love her. Period. You know, there's, there's nothing, you know, that God keeps a record of. Him. God thinks no evil. But okay, now let me, let me, give, let me give you a word, you know, that is quite familiar to many of us. Many of us are very uncomfortable with this word. Okay, it's the word intimacy. Have you ever heard of the word intimacy? 
all right um I, I, uh, you know many many uh, men of god have broken this word down so let me give that to you okay the word intimacy to understand that is there again on your screens all right intimacy literally means into me see okay let me let me i hope you can see that on your screen it's written right there what is intimacy intimacy literally means into me see all right many people don't want this okay many people don't want this you know they don't want anybody to look into their life into me see means what it means that it makes it requires of me to come to a place where i'm vulnerable about my thoughts i'm vulnerable about who i am there's no mask that i can wear and i can come completely you know as i am and that is what intimacy i said intimacy okay intimacy means that is what you know it's allowing myself to become more vulnerable you know you know this to be true because um today when you look at the mobile phones i think photography today is no longer a hobby i think it's the thing everybody does it okay so it's not like somebody you know loves photography there are people who do that but because you know every phone that comes with a camera everyone is into taking selfies everyone into this you know some of the most popular apps today are the apps that can make your photographs better isn't that true I mean think about this okay now if if you take a picture what's the first thing that you want to do you want to make sure that you look good in that picture you don't want to show out your flaws you want to make sure that you know there's this is um, term if you if you have used a phone app editor you know this word it's word the word called healing all right if you apply that button onto your face wherever you think it's smudged or you know you have some things that you don't want people to look in your face you can press that button on that area it will heal it up it will completely you know filter it out and make sure that your photograph actually looks good why because people don't want the others to see the flaws and their weaknesses but you know what's the truth about intimacy that's something that you need that's something you know that you're going to have to allow other people to see you know all those flaws everything that is there so that people can the same but people don't want that you know and many times you know we 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 uh, we fear there's a, there's a lot of fear of allowing people coming into our lives there's a lot of fear and um, you know the one of the things you know that the wrong thoughts which i believe that many of us we we we've used to have it i don't know if any of you still have it i know that i used to have it for a very long period of time is that it's only when you perform well it's only when you do well in your life you know that you can actually um get accepted or you can actually get loved we constantly into this mode of thinking that if i do well then god will love me then god will accept me and you know other day i was thinking you know why do we still think that way why do we think that it's only if i do well that god is going to accept me and it's only if i do well that god is going to really appreciate or you know um look at me for that matter you know uh, recently i think this last week you know the 10 standard and 12 standard exam results came out isn't it okay and i don't know if you know anybody who got good results or bad results whatever but i want you to think about i i don't know how it was in your homes okay but i know you know for my home it was true i know a lot of people who it was very familiar for them if you got good results in your 10 standard or 12 standard exam when you came home how was the, how was the atmosphere there it was it was appreciated you were loved you could feel when you look at you know your parents body language you know that man my parents are really happy and they really love me they go out of their way you know to do a lot of things right but if you flip it around at the flip side what would happen if you brought back home bad marks if you didn't make it in your exams what's what's going to happen 
you're going to come to a place where you know they 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 you suddenly their body language change suddenly you know oh man you know the the, the this is this is something that's there you know in their attitude in their body language that 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 shows that man if i only do well i am appreciated or i am affirmed okay but if i don't do well there's something that is missing out there so what what you know why do the students go through a lot of pressure today to perform well it's because they know that if they perform well if they bring home good marks if they bring home good results what's going to happen there is going to be a lot of expressed love that they can receive from their parents and their loved ones isn't that true and the problem is because we come up or we grow up with that kind of a mindset even when we start following Jesus Christ even when we start coming into a loving relationship with the heavenly father we come with the same mindset that man if i don't do well maybe god is not going to love me as much maybe god is not going to accept me as much you know and so you know i i remember you know for me this was a constant thing you know i used to think that like i said earlier i don't know if you've ever gone through this thought okay if you've done something wrong okay and um, you know later something goes bad in your life I, i used to think that god is punishing me for the wrong that i did have you ever been in a place like that i've been there okay i used to think that man this all these bad things are happening to me because i did something wrong and this is god's way of telling me you know that this so you know what i used to do after especially after i became a believer i became a follower of jesus christ i used to spend more time in prayer okay i used to spend more time reading and meditating on god's word i used to you know think that man if if i pray a lot if i spend a lot of time in uh, reading and meditating on god's word if i attend all the church every sunday and if i attend all the prayer meetings you know what god's going to be happy with me because why because you know i'm doing everything that is possible and like i said earlier i want us to understand this love is not on what you do love is who you are but we have got into this concept that is about what we do so we get into a lot of spiritual activity you know and the truth is you know we feel that man if i don't do all of these things that i'm doing god's not going to love and accept me the way that i am now What I want to do with the remaining part of our time today is I want to give you three things you know uh, three keys I believe you know it will help each and every one of us it's helped me I know this to be true to come out of this kind of a mindset that it's only if I operate well if only if I perform well that people and god are going to accept me the way I am and it's true when you look into the world today the world is only accepting people who are good with their performance the world is only you know accepting people if they do well If you don't do well if you fail if you are a miserable this thing in your life you know there is a change in attitude for everybody but the truth is when it comes to our heavenly father it doesn't matter if we perform badly it doesn't matter if we perform well we are still loved and accepted by god our heavenly father all right so three keys i want to give you you know how do you become more intimate with god the father how do you become um more intimate in your relationships you know many of us we have difficulty you know uh, getting close to people how do we overcome those things and move into the place that god wants us to be in okay here's key number 1 all right how do you get intimate here's key number 1 how you see yourself will determine the depth of your relationship now this is true with god this is true with people i want you to remember that how you see yourself will determine the depth of your relationship with god or with the people now what do i mean by this okay here's 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 what i here's what i mean by that if you are uncomfortable with yourself guess what you will be uncomfortable with people around you if you on the other hand if you are very comfortable with yourself 
you will be very comfortable with whoever comes in and around your life now if you don't think you're a lovable person okay if you think that man i'm not a lovable person i, I, I all this love stuff and all that you know i'm telling you it will be very very difficult for us to accept and to understand what god's the heavenly father's love for us really is all right if you see yourself as a failure the truth is when you see other people who are successful you'll find it very difficult to build a strong relationship with them why because you look at yourself as a failure and you feel that there's no connect you know i can never connect or relate to any of these people because they are all successes in their lives and then the, you know you've heard of that saying birds of a feather flock together you've heard that right you know why that happens because you can only connect or relate to the people the way that you see yourself now if you're a person you know now here's something that i want us to really i want to really park on today all right if you're a person all right this was true about me that's why i'm saying this okay if you're a person who constantly you know your self image or your view about yourself you feel good about yourself only if you perform well then the people that you relate to will only be based on their performance in their lives as well okay let me let me explain that if in other words you know if if you if you if you feel that man like uh, for example let me let me say this okay let's say you've done something really well in your life and you feel good about yourself when you see other people and they're not performing well or they've not achieved anything in their life you will not be able to build a strong relationship with those kind of people and in fact let me say this to be true all right for people who are very performance oriented people you know whose whole self image is based on their accolades their achievements you know whatever they have achieved in their life you know what's true about those people for them to understand that god loves them despite you know their performance despite you know whatever they have done it's very very difficult for them to grasp or even come to an understanding man how can god love me when i have not done anything correctly all right how you see yourself will determine how far you go in your relationship with god the father and with other people this is why all right this is why this is so important for us to understand that we need to have a revelation that we are created in god's image okay i have it up on your screen okay we should have that revelation all right that we are created in god's image you know we didn't come from monkeys all right if you believe in all of those things i'm telling you i don't think that's true because when god created us he created us in his likeness what does that mean i mean we if you're a follower of jesus christ you know this word to be true that we are created in the image of god we are created you know in the likeness of god what does that mean it means that it doesn't matter how you look physically it doesn't matter you know your emotional frame up it doesn't matter you know your mental frame up your physical your emotional and your mental frame up however it is we need to understand that if it is the way it is we have been created in the image of god in every one of those areas many people you know they for they 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 feel that you know i don't look good physical appearance i'm talking about i feel i look ugly you know my 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 appearance is very bad you know what many times you know when you start thinking that way about yourself and when you don't base your image on or when you don't see yourself the way that god has created you we are never going to be able to connect with people why because we feel that man i don't look good i'm sure all of the people in their group they look really good and they are handsome and beautiful or whatever it is i don't fit in that group very well how you see yourself will determine how far you will go in any relationship i hope i hope that's 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 clear all right now here's a thought that i want you to think about many times you know we think that we're not good enough 
I'm, I'm a failure. I'm an absolute mess up. You know, I don't think they would want to be my friend. I don't think they would want to, you know, get into a close relationship with me. We will distance ourselves from all of those relationships primarily because we think in our minds that we are not good enough and we don't fit or we don't belong. But the truth is when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to, you know, our heavenly father, we belong regardless of how we look, regardless of how we think, regardless of what we have done. We are accepted and we are loved. Now, one of, the, one, of, one of the things that I've seen, this was true about me, this was true about, you know, many of the men that I've seen. You know, when it comes to men, all right, for men, it's very difficult, you know, this whole uh, love thing is it's like, it's like, no, 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 I, you know, I don't think, you know, I've seen people, men just run away, you know, from this whole idea of expressing love. Okay, you know, expressing love is not for me. You know, it's very difficult for me to express, you know, the love that is there. Okay, I, it was very difficult for me to. And, you know, primarily because, you know, I remember I, I, one of the things that I used to tell myself was, you know, it's too much drama, you know, all this love, lovey-dovey, all that stuff, too much of drama, you know, too much of stuff, you know, let's just get the work done and let's move on. And I used to think that, you know, men were, you know, were supposed to be rough and tough, okay? They are the, the guys are the ones who can actually endure through hardships in life and do the, you know, the rough and the difficult things and, you know, they, they call to endure, you know, that, that kind, that kind of this. And... That was the mindset that I had. And it was much later that I realized that, you know, that was a wrong thinking. That was not the way the kingdom of God operated. That was not a kingdom thinking. In fact, you know, I realized this whole thought, you know, that men are supposed to be rough and they don't have to express their emotions and, you know, they don't have to be vulnerable. All of that stuff was contrary or contradictory, you know, to what the gospel really preached. I mean, um, when, when you think of Paul, you remember Paul, all right? The, the Apostle Paul. You know, when you read through many of his things that he had done, many of the things that he had achieved and accomplished, you know, in his life, when you see that, you know, you know that Paul was a man who was rough, who was tough, who's gone through the hardships, he could endure a lot, okay? But isn't it surprising, the same man, I mean, many of our guys, you know, we can relate to who Paul is because Paul is that rough and tough kind of a character, right? But do you, isn't it surprising that the same Paul who went through hardships, who was a rough and tough man, was the same man that wrote the love chapter in the Bible. Isn't it surprising? First Corinthians, you know, when he was writing to the Corinthian church, he writes, you know, in the first Corinthians, that one full chapter, he dedicates it on love. How, how was it able, how was he able to do that? Why? Because I believe Paul knew that even though, you know, he had gone through many rough ships, he was rough and tough and all that, you know, the world looks at men to be, he knew that it was important for him to stay connected to his emotions, to his feelings, to, you know, that, that part of him, you know, which is vulnerable. In fact, this is the statement that he makes in that same letter. He writes this to the Corinthian chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. What does he say? He says, though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains. Now, you know, Paul's, if you read through Paul's life, you know that he's moved many mountains in his life. He has the one who had extreme faith. I mean, you know, the things that he's done for the kingdom of God. Okay, but he says, you know, I can, I can have all that. I have removed so many mountains, but I don't have love. I am nothing. You know what Paul is saying? Paul is saying, you know, he's telling each and every one of us, it's important for us to stay connected with our emotions. It's important for us to understand that, you know, we have a space inside of our heart that's meant to receive love and that's meant to express love. You know, there's this whole mindset, you know, many men today, you know, you know what many men are today doing? Okay, they, 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 they're so busy in their workplaces. 
they're so busy they're so career focused you know they, they they want to run behind their careers they want to run behind you know the accomplishments and the accolades in the world all right and this is not just true about all the men in the world this is true about men in ministry people you know who are followers of jesus christ they're doing the same thing the only thing is it's a little different they're more into ministry work they keep running behind ministry they want to do great things for god so much so you know they they try to disconnect the emotional part of themselves and they are all about doing a lot of things for god and a lot of things you know for what they're looking for that love and acceptance from everybody that is there around them they're trying to earn their self image or how they see themselves is based on what they can do and what they have achieved is that true about you is that true about me when we look at our lives when we look at you know when we look at um you know what we have done do we feel good about it earlier i asked you this question you know i don't know if you ever feel guilty when you don't read the bible for a good number of days when you don't pray you know to god for a good number of days do you feel guilty that oh now you know i have distanced myself from god and you know i don't think god's going to uh, this thing and when things go wrong we feel that oh man i should have prayed more you know i should have done this more i should have read the god's word a little more you know can i tell you something if you're thinking that way then your relationship with your heavenly father is based on your performance opposed to what he thinks about you do you want me to say that again if you are constantly thinking that you know if i if i don't pray enough if i don't read god's word enough if i don't do a lot of ministry around you know if i don't do things for god then god's love and god's let me put it in a way that we understand god's body language towards me is going to completely change then our view of god as a heavenly father is contrary or contradictory to what the gospel of this and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that you know you should not pray you know you should not read god's word you should do all of that but why should, why are we doing those things is are we doing those things you know so that okay tick mark okay now you know many times you know i don't know if i know i've felt good i'm not i'm not saying that i've not i'm guilty of this as charged okay mornings you know when i get up and i pray and i spend time in god's word you know what i feel right through the whole day i feel good man i've done it Okay I, I man yeah today you know I can see the hand of God in my life I can see God do great things in my life can I tell you this if you are thinking that way Okay that's that's not the right way to think of God's love for you because God's love for you is not based on what you do it's never based on what you do okay if our acceptance of ourselves or the way that we look at ourselves is based on our performance then we are going to miss out on what how god really loves us and you know here what am i saying i'm saying how should we look at ourselves our view of ourselves should be not on the things that i have done not on the things that you have done not on the things that we have accomplished but it should be on the work that jesus christ has done on that cross i hope this makes sense to you all right we we because here's the thing now why is it important to pray why is it important to read god's word because when we get into god's presence okay we read you know in the theme verse of this thing okay god's love we can experience god's love cascading i don't know if maybe i'll explain cascading you know another time but cascading literally means comes down and it starts filling you know that space the more that we spend time with god on a daily basis the reason for us spending time with god is not so that we feel good about ourselves not so that man now i know god's with me i can do all of these things in my life no the reason is because we get acquainted more and more with the love of god and because we're filled with the love of god we can go out there and do the things that god has called us to do. but 
if i fail or if i succeed it doesn't matter when i come into god's presence god's body language towards me will never change despite whatever i have done and i have succeeded or i have failed does that make sense here's key that's key number 1 how you see yourself will determine the length or the depth of your relationship with god the father or with anybody else that is there now here's key number 2 all right as much as it's important you know for us to understand about our self image the way that we look at ourselves number 2 key i've got it on your screen is the recognizing the need for intimacy in other words you know we need to recognize the fact that i need intimacy in my life you know wherever you are right now i want you to say this statement all right i need somebody in my life can you say that all right i can't hear you but don't don't unmute you guys all right just just say it wherever you are i need somebody in my life all right now today one of the things you know that's very popular today in the world okay is the concept of independence or being self reliant you know you don't need anybody in your life you can just do things as you are all right and many times you know people like i said earlier it was my experience and i've come across a lot of people with a similar experience you know what they say you know i've tried to be close i've tried to be intimate all right people have hurt me and therefore i will never get close to anybody hence after in my life why because i don't want to go into that whole cycle of you know getting close hurt getting close hurt getting close hurt i don't never want to go through that process again so you know what i will depend on myself i will be with myself i'm never going to get close to anybody and like i said earlier right in the beginning of today's message we are created for love there is a space there is a void there is a there is something you know that god has created in our hearts where we have to receive that love and we need to express that love as well and if we are going to neglect that need if we are going to neglect that gap or that love gap you know like i said we are going to operate in non empty and over a period of time we'll get disappointed we'll get more hurt we'll get frustrated things we will not be able to move forward in our lives now i want you to look at you know the beginning of creation Okay, Genesis. You know when God created Adam. Um, we we know the whole uh, creation story, don't we? All right. God created Adam. He looked at Adam and he said it was good. Now you know what you know what God did. God was very interestingly. He created Adam, the man, and then he brought in all the animals of the land and the birds of the air to Adam for what? So that Adam could name each and every one of them. All right. Now. <laughs> why why did god do that why did god bring all the animals of the land and all the birds of the air you know to adam to name i mean god could have named them himself right i mean why why did he do that here's why i believe he did that i believe god brought all of the animals of the land and the birds of the air to adam to name simply because adam could recognize that he was alone now he had fellowship with god but he needed adam needed to recognize for himself that i am alone i need somebody all, all of the animals have had a life partner all of the birds had a life partner i'm alone i don't have a partner okay now you know is another interesting thing to think about all right do you think god forgot to create eve when he created adam just a thought okay maybe you know he created adam and he brought in all the birds of the um, air and the animals of the land and adam name all of them and 2 by 2 2 by 2 2 by 2 is naming them and you know god is sitting with the you know sitting with jesus and the holy spirit hey guys you know what we adam is all alone man oh man adam is all alone we, he needs a partner oh man how could we forget you know what 
we'll create we'll let adam sleep and then we know we'll we'll give him a partner do you think it worked that way in the in the in the beginning do you think god forgot to create eve in the beginning and later realized that oh i created eve i didn't create eve i better create it i don't think so i believe god deliberately held that creation back why i say that okay i don't have the scripture up on screen you go back to genesis chapter 1 and you'll see that creation story there when god god created the human spirit he created the male he created them female it was only in the second chapter he created the body of adam but he didn't create the body of eve yet why because he wanted adam to recognize that he needed a partner and then you know when adam realized that when adam recognized that man i'm alone you know i need somebody what did god do you know the rest of the story god caused adam to sleep he picked out one bone from his chest okay why because the woman has to be close you know to the man's heart all right okay i could go on with that but anyways he created eve okay and because get this because god because adam knew that he needed someone when eve finally came into his life he was able to cherish her and love her the way that god wanted him to cherish and love her and to think about this you know god created both of them they both of them were naked okay both of them were into me see you could you could they could see anything and everything about each other all right and they got very close they they you know their relationship and you know here's the thing you know beginning god created adam okay adam's relationship with god was cemented before he came into the picture you know they had a strong intimate relationship with each other and what happened when eve came in adam was able to connect and you know express his love towards eve they were intimate with each other they were naked with each other you know today the sad part is i know a lot of families where the husband and the wife okay i'm talking about you know marriages marriages are falling apart you know many marriages the husband has not seen the wife naked the wife has not seen the husband naked do you know that and because there's not been you know a physical sense of intimacy in the marriage there have been so many marriages that has been breaking apart left right and center it's important for us to recognize the fact that i need somebody in my life god has created me to receive love and to express love it's very important so that's key number 2 okay and here's key number 3 as much as we recognize that we need intimacy in our lives we need to take responsibility to initiate this intimacy we need to take up the responsibility and say that listen i know i need somebody in my life i know i need people in my life i know i need god in my life and you know i need to take the initiative to go and create this intimacy with god and with the people that is there around now like i said earlier many people they find it very difficult to do this they find it difficult you know to initiate intimacy and you know there are people who have come and told me danny i know what you're talking about all right you telling me that i need to create initiate this whole thing i have initiated it got hurt i have initiated it got hurt you know what no more initiation okay enough i'm happy who i am i am this way i guess i can never relate to people you know that's that's a big lie that's a big deception and many times you know people not only do they connect with people because they have been hurt before you know they also pass the blame Okay they say you know Danny I I tried I I initiated that re- relationship I initiated all of these things but you know they hurt me they hurt me okay they, 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 they I mean it's it's not my fault I tried but they are the ones who are hurting me two of the reasons that I've commonly found and I've commonly seen in many many people okay why people stay back from taking initiative to build up intimacy or getting close to people and with god 
is simply because one they have been hurt before number two they put the blame on them okay now paul makes a statement you know to the church at rome he says this in the book of romans chapter 8 verse 16 to 17 here's what he says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of god and if children then heirs heirs of god and joint heirs with christ now what what is he talking about the spirit the holy spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of god and if you are the child of god if i am the child of god what does that entitle me to it entitles me to become a heir of god now what is a heir if you have parents okay you know this to be true you've heard of the will right you are entitled to whatever your parents own isn't that true what's the will letter that the parents leave you know before they pass away is that whatever that belongs to me is going to my children so here's what here's what you know paul is stating to the roman church listen you need to understand that you are an heir you inherit things from god because you're the children of god now you inherit his blessings and you know for us you know when we understand this whole inheritance process you know from god you know we 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 accept god's forgiveness yeah you know i know god forgives me because of what he did with jesus on the cross i know that you know when jesus died on the cross i receive full forgiveness i know that i receive you know full healing you know healing comes from the cross i understand that but we also need to recognize this that when jesus died on the cross it was to restore our intimacy with god the father and with the people that is there around us you know god wanted to restore that sense of um that sense of intimacy that sense of you know relation that sense of love listen we are not called to walk alone but we are called to walk with the people that god has placed in our lives now think about the garden again okay just one second go back into that garden when eve fell to tempt i mean satan came you know the story satan came tempted eve okay and eve fell into temptation then eve got adam to fall into temptation but look at what happens you know when god comes into the picture what does god do god comes and he asks adam what he asks adam first he doesn't ask eve right what what is god trying to what is what is god trying to say the responsibility was placed on adam you know yeah it's true that eve fell and you know what happened when when god asked adam you know where are you He goes to Adam he he knew I mean God knew everything that had happened but he goes and he holds Adam responsible and what does Adam do Adam says it's not my fault she 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 gave me the fruit he puts the blame on her immediately and you know i believe it was there you know that whole door of irresponsibility of taking up the initiative you know even for men today men you know find it very difficult to receive love and to express love men find it very difficult to take up that initiative that man i need to initiate the responsibility of you know creating a love atmosphere in my home i need to create a you know an atmosphere of love you know where i am placed even in my workplace i'm don't get me wrong but i'm just saying you know that sense of you know that that flow why because god placed the leadership on the man but there itself you know man takes a step back and says you know what I'm not going to take up responsibility for this. And today, you know, many men they go through a lot of fear of rejection, they go through a lot of fear of um, failure, fear of giving love, fear of receiving love, okay, fear of intimacy. No, 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 no. This is not for me. I I can't get into this. And what do they do? They put that responsibility on the woman. They put that responsibility even at the home, you know, today, you know, men are great leaders in the churches, but where's the spiritual leadership in the home? you know where is the spiritual leadership where you know many times you know okay you know, when it comes to children this is your job this is not mine i can't take up responsibility for this this is absolutely not mine but god holds the man responsible for that sense of intimacy 
in the home. I want you to think about Heavenly Father. You know, God the Father, when you read, you know, through, maybe through the last pages of the Old Testament, you know, constantly, all those, you know, they call it the minor prophets, but I'm telling you, they're no way minor, okay? They only call minor prophet because the letters are small in size, okay? But there's a lot of spiritual depth into many of those letters that was written. Prophet after prophet after prophet, he sent. Why? Because he wanted the people, the children of Israel to turn back to him. He wanted them to repent. He wanted them. God was so hurt. And the truth is, you know, God could have sat like that. He could have said, you know, you know what? These people have hurt me by all their actions and all their words. You know, forget it. When they come back to me, that time I'll think about it. God didn't wait for that. God didn't wait for them to come back to him. You know what God did? God took the first step. He took the initiative. He said, listen, if I want intimacy with my people, I can't wait for them to come to me, but I'm going to go to them. And that is why he took the first step. He didn't wait for our, for, you know, our repentance first. He sent his son first, got the whole sacrifice part done, and then waited for our this thing, our repentance. What am I trying to say? We need to take the responsibility or we need to take the initiative to get close to people. We need to take the first step to getting closer to God. When we don't do that, when we stay back and we wait, you know, let him come, let him come, let them come to me. It's not going to happen. You know, um, let me just say this, okay. Um, again, this is something that, you know, that used to happen in our Mangalore church. You know, many, many of the young people in our church, you know, um, after the course is over, they would leave, you know, to wherever God has called them to go into. And uh, when I would get in touch with many of them after, you know, the whole thing was over and they would, you know, tell me about how things are at their workplace, wherever they're working and the church that they're attending. And they would come and tell me this one common statement that I've heard from many of the young people, not all, but many of them, they would come and say, you know what, there's no Danny here in our church. And I said, what do you mean by that? You know, there's nobody who will come and ask me how I'm doing, you know, what's going on in my life. Nobody is there like that. You know, you used to always come behind us and ask, you know, how things are and all of those things. And you know what, of, what my response to them would be? You know what, you need to stop waiting for a Danny to come and initiate relationship with you. Why don't you be that Danny? You know, again, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not saying this to, you know, promote myself, but I'm just saying. It's important, you know, for us to take initiative. It's important for us to take up the initiative and build up these relationships with people. Why? Because I believe every person that is there in and around our lives, in your life or in my life, has been brought by God himself. And if they are there, if they are a part of our lives, it's because God expects us to take an initiative and build a relationship with those people. If they're not a part of your life, fine. But if they're there, it's because they're God sent. I want to say that again, if they are there in your lives, it's because they are God sent. Yeah, you take that for this. All right. I remember the times, you know, when I used to come back from work as if, you know, into my home, I would be so dead tired. You know, I've got two boys, young boys. Okay. One is two years, one is six years. And when, I remember work days when I would come back, I was so tired. All I wanted to do was just lie down and relax. But then I would look at my wife. I would look at my kids and I realized that, you know, they needed me to be a part of their lives. So I would rest a little while. And then I would take up, you know, that responsibility of creating that love atmosphere in my home. I would go, you know, spend some time with the kids. I would go spend some time, you know, with my wife just to create that sense of atmosphere of love inside the home. Why? Because it's my responsibility. It's your responsibility. You know, if we are walking as the children of God, this is not just for the men. I'm telling you, even for the ladies, it's important for us to be able to receive love and to express love, you know, to the people that God has placed in and around us. All right. I want to close today, you know, by 
praying this one prayer all right and um, before we get into a time of prayer i just want to ask this one question you know when we've heard you know in this covid situation we have heard so many um, people you know telling us that you know jesus return is coming back fast and jesus is coming back soon i accept that i believe that yes jesus coming back is very near no doubt about it but do you know the question i believe that jesus is going to ask us i don't believe you know he's going to ask us okay how many days did you spend in my presence when you were here on this earth okay do you know all the mysteries that you know i had put in the scripture how many people did you preach the gospel to how many souls got saved in your ministry i don't believe he is going to ask all of those questions you know what the question is going to ask us okay to us men i believe the question that he is going to ask us men if you are married is a question did you love your wife as i loved the church that's the question and here's a question that i beget you know if you're not married here's a question for all of us married or non married this is a question i believe he is going to ask all of us did you place the great commandment over the great commission what's the greatest commandment that jesus said was there you need to love your god with all of your heart mind and soul and you need to love your neighbor as you love yourself and what's the great commission go out into all the world preaching the gospel you know the remaining part of that was what's going to god i believe god's going to ask did you fulfill the great commandment more than fulfilling the great commission all right i want to i want you to close your eyes as we look to the lord in prayer all right and i want you to ask the holy spirit this evening what is the holy spirit trying to talk to us what is he trying to speak to us what is he trying to minister to you is your self image based on the performance is your self image based on all of your accolades your awards you know your accomplishments the degrees that you have in your college okay all of the you know the trophies that you know the people have been talking about you or is your self worth based on who god says you are and god says you are his precious child you are his precious son you are his precious daughter and when our identity when our image when we begin to look at ourselves the way that god looks at ourselves everything begins to change father even as we are in your presence this evening lord i want to thank you lord father lord for speaking with us lord Thank you Lord Father Lord for bringing this word to us Lord Father about the love gap Lord Lord we know Lord Father Lord there is a space that you have created in each and every one of our hearts Lord Lord to be able to receive that love and to express it Lord Father and Lord we know this much Lord Father that we can't express love unless we have received it Lord Father and Lord this evening to whoever is listening out here Lord Father I pray Lord that you would Lord Father Lord make it known to them just like John says Lord Father that we know and we believe the love that you have for us Lord Father I pray that you would make known to each and every person here tonight Lord Lord that love that you have for them Lord Father that they don't have to go looking elsewhere Lord Father Lord for this love they don't have to go looking at any other place Lord Father but Lord this love Lord Father that you have for us it is enough and it can overflow and can can fill and it can overflow our hearts as we look at it Lord and I pray Father this evening Lord as we go out into our places Lord Father wherever we came from I pray that you would hold us close Lord Father Lord and Lord even through this whole week Lord Father Lord give us a continuous revelation of who you are Lord Father Lord and the love that you have for us Lord Father that I don't have to go looking out at my accomplishments Lord Father I don't need to keep doing Lord Father Lord to gain that acceptance from you but Lord Father I am already loved just as I am Lord Father Lord I pray Father that you would continually prepare our spirits and our minds Lord especially our church Lord Father every one of us Lord Father Lord as we continue to unpack the series in the next few 
few weeks, Lord. I pray that you would continually make your love known to us, Lord Father. We thank you, we praise you, Father. In Jesus' most mighty and precious name we pray. Amen.